0: Thanks for joining us this week on the show. I am really excited to get to introduce you to my friend, Catherine Reganey, who helps women and other leaders in business recognize how they can bring all of themselves to work, be their best, most authentic person by recognizing which drama dragons might be showing up for them. Sound intriguing? You're gonna love the episode and the conversation, and I look forward to having you join us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week for another fantastic conversation on the show. I am thrilled to introduce you to my kindred spirit, the lady on the other coast. Catherine Reganey joining me today. Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Susie. I'm so excited to have our conversation today. And let me give you a little bit of insight into Catherine so we can dive right in. We'll soon all be good old friends. Catherine has a business degree and has been a corporate professional for over 15 years, teaching and guiding America's top minds into being team players, balanced bodies and minds, and highly efficient creators. She focuses on teaching and supporting high-achieving women executives on how to develop their emotional intelligence to the point of unbreakable resilience. No matter what drama dragon life throws at them, they are grounded, calm, and remain in their zone of genius. And having worked many paths in my life and seen the importance of all of this, I'm thrilled to have Catherine here sharing some of her insights and tools and I just want to dive right in and, and share with us a little bit about how you came to be in this space. How did you get this focus in supporting women in their own path?
1: Oh, great question, Susie. It's been years in the making. <laughs> it always is. It always is. <laughs> it's very interesting because I started my career in in corporate America and I loved it. For a long time, it was really a great place for me. I was in my early twenties, so it was a great space for me to learn and grow. And then as life drama started coming my direction, sometimes I would, I would not do so well, quite honestly, I call it now my drama dragons. I call that for my system now would come out, you know, life would throw something at me and I wasn't always very nice. And that's not like me really, usually pretty nice. I'm pretty focused organized and I can get stuff done. But a divorce happened and my whole world just shattered. From that perspective, I really had to learn how to gather my wits about myself, tame those dragons so that I could maintain that focus that I needed uh, so that I could keep my job because at that point it was important. But, the,
0: but yeah, that kind of turn can really exacerbate things, bring things to a boiling point where usually we think we've got it under
1: control, right? We've got it under wraps. Exactly. And so because of all of that, I was one of those women who I didn't need any support. I was so ashamed by what was going on. I didn't even tell anybody. I told one person, I think. But it took one of my team members saying, hey, Catherine, if you don't start eating, you're really going to hurt yourself. And at that point, I didn't even realize anybody'd noticed. Well, people noticed that I'm withering away to nothing. So that's when I took things into my own hands and really started asking for that support. And that's how this whole drama dragon, resilient woman leadership came about. So tell us a little bit more about these drama dragons. I'm already kind of
0: rolling over my own path and trying to see where they've hold me off course,
1: or inflamed different situations. Right, exactly. The drama dragons, it really is about our emotions and how we present our emotions, whether we're aware of it or not. A lot of times we're not aware of it. So just becoming aware that you have them and how you present them, you can then learn how to tame those dragons. Because from my perspective, you don't necessarily want to get rid of them they're there for a reason. They can be very helpful, And we learn from those dragons. So it's really about taming those dragons, not getting rid of them. And they really are emotions and how we're presenting at the time. Thank
0: you for that, because it comes up a lot in conversation, but not yet today, that there aren't bad emotions per se. They have such important messages for us and there are uncomfortable emotions. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're trying to power through them or ignore them or stuff them away and so sitting with those can be uncomfortable i had a guest on the show amelia nagoski she and her sister wrote burnout unlocking the stress cycle and they say emotions are like tunnels and you move through them we tend to think they're like cave you're going to go into this dark scary place and you might not come out right so once we we gain this faith in ourselves We can show up for this, whatever that's going to entail. But I love giving it a little bit more of a
1: personality or something that we can negotiate. (laughs) Exactly. And That's why I like the idea of the drama dragons. It's a little bit more playful. Here's your drama dragon and let's tame that dragon because it has something to show us. We're all different. So we all have different dragons. And so what are some that people might be able to say, oh, maybe you
0: got my number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she knows me. Let me
1: just go through the dragons. I, you know, through this system, I have really identified five different dragons that could be sabotaging your leadership or sabotaging your power or success. And the first one is what I call the fire dragon. And the fire dragon appears when plans don't seem to come together as well as you would hope. And other people just aren't pulling their weight. So you're feeling like you have to do it all on your own. You'll notice this dragon when you start to feel that fire build up inside of you. And sometimes, sometimes you may take aim at innocent people accidentally burning their faces off with that unintended nasty comments. Whoops. (laughs) <laughs> not that anybody would ever done anything like that not in, in leadership no. not in leadership <laughs> never never so that's the fire dragon and then comes the smoke dragon and the smoke dragon appears when you're not taking the time for it yourself that you need to really recharge. Mm. You'll notice this dragon when others start noticing your unusually grouchy and negative behavior. So it's not that you're necessarily burning somebody's face off, but you're really just maybe being a little bit more quiet or introverted or you just grouchy. People are not really wanting to be with you. So that's the smoke dragon. And then the stoic dragon appears when you keep all of the crap or emotions inside so that you're not appearing vulnerable. Many of us don't want to appear vulnerable, so we keep it all inside. Nobody has to know. But you'll recognize this dragon when you're running to the bathroom in tears so that nobody sees you've held it up inside so much. I mean, it just comes out and there's no control. You. So that's the stoic dragon. And then the unsettled dragon shows up when you're focusing on way too many things at once. I never do that, right? <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> You'll recognize this dragon when you're feeling completely disorganized or disconnected from yourself or from others. You just don't know which way to go next. You're just, you're a mess. <laughs> and then the last one is the ice dragon. And the ice dragon shows up when you've overpromised on deliverables. And you have not delegated those tasks to other people who are perfectly capable of doing it. You just want to take that over and keep it for yourself. And you'll notice her when all of those baubles start dropping and you feel disappointed in yourself for not being able to keep it together a little bit better. So those are the dragons. And once you get to know those, you can tame them. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I think
0: As is so many times the case, there could be one that we see, oh, that's my MO. (laughs) But there are different factors at different points in time, right? So different situations might give the opportunity for another one to rear its head. So interesting, really insightful. And I think, too, I think they apply to all types of leaders, but certainly women in the way that we operate, right? We can perhaps manifest these a little bit differently than men. (laughs)
1: yes definitely that that smoke dragon (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't mean the one smoking the cigarette
0: (laughs) you know it's just um that expectation of how air quotes women behave in meetings right (laughs) we don't want to be too assertive or be a bitch so we tend
1: to stifle things until it really it's gonna come out somehow (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and once you really understand, like, what's your dragon, then you can be more aware of it. Okay, yes. I know I'm more of a a stoic type of dragon. So I know when I start to get quiet and my mind starts going, it's almost like I've got darts flying out of my eyeballs. You know what? Stoic dragon is really starting to knock at my door. So I need to take some steps to calm that dragon that's just a sign I'm noticing now in myself I'm feeling tense I'm feeling those daggers coming out I might add that in there (laughs) I'm feeling those (laughs) daggers coming out and if I'm not careful maybe those words that are not appropriate are going to come out as well so then I can start you know taming those dragons and taking myself back into my own hands (laughs) Which I think is really that point
0: of empowerment, like recognizing where we are and our own tendencies and not being unnecessarily hard on ourselves about those because we know how to negotiate with that dragon. I see you, dragon. (laughs) But here's how today is going to go instead. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, So that's really helpful. I love knowing our little dragon family, how they can show up. And I'm a huge fan of resilience and cultivating resilience and seeing how we can move through things because we can't create a stress-free life, especially in leadership. There are always going to be stressors, even more so than in just what you might call regular life. I'd love to take a look a little bit about how working with or knowing our drama dragon, how does that help us to move through with more resilience? Excellent
1: question. Really just getting to know that dragon. One of my biggest things is you've got to be aware of yourself. You just have to be aware of yourself and how you're presenting yourself to others. And if you listen to others, you'll have a, a really good idea. One I remember in when I was still in corporate America, uh, people would say, because I would facilitate a lot of meetings and get things you know, moving forward. Oh, Catherine has that look on her face. And it wasn't necessarily that I was mad or anything, but they could just tell by the way I was, I don't know, positioning myself that you either need to get to the point and so we can move on or change the subject or get to. And it can devolve in meetings. (laughs) And so it's just really interesting that just knowing those cues. And if you've got a good team and somebody who can say that to you, which I was really glad that I had uh, such fantastic team members because then I could break out into smile and laugh, and we could lighten the situation up a little bit. But really, getting to know that so that you can self correct, and it's as simple as taking a breath. That's my first. Actually, that's my second step. The first one is find out which dragon you are. <laughs> the simple one is really just taking a breath. Get yourself back centered into your physical body. Feel those feet on the ground. And you can do this regardless of the situation you're in. If you're in a meeting that gets a little heated or not necessarily heated, but distracted, which I know can happen quite a bit. Just get yourself breath centered, grounded, now you can calm that dragon or have that dragon just enough to get your point <laughs> in a more professional way, so that you're not eroding the integrity that you've already created right. for yourself, which is huge. You don't want to do that, even if you're not in a good spot. You need to maintain that integrity. So first, find out what drama dragon you are. Second, breathe and feel that dragon, it's okay. You don't have to put it away, but you can feel it. And then just ground into your feet, ground into your body so that you can make your next move. But thank you for that, because I think it's such a
0: simple and profound tool that people don't give enough credit for it. So I always love, and what I have guests come back to the basics. Taking a breath can completely shift your biology, the energy of the situation, It's always within our control. We're never in a situation where you can't use that tool.
1: Exactly. And I know a lot of people in my space, and I completely agree with it, but dropping into meditation during a meeting is not not necessarily the most effective (laughs) way to do things. But taking a breath can be very meditative, even just for that second. And then becoming aware of your breath. I know when I'm stressed out, sometimes I'll hold my breath and then all I realize, oh gosh, I take a nice deep breath because I've held my breath long enough. Okay. So now if I'm feeling I'm taking that breath, now I can sort of go rhythmically, become aware of my breath and take three, four breaths, inhale, three, four breaths, exhale, whatever that looks like and just keep breathing. Can do that anywhere.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I love that. So those steps can be with you at any point, whether you're at home, whether you're in the meeting, whether you're (laughs) reading emails. Another time we tend to hold our breath. Exactly. Yeah. So you've
1: got your portable dragon taming kit. (laughs) I like that. My (laughs) dragon taming kit. Yes.
0: And in your experience, and I think it's always so helpful when I have guests on the show, and that's why I love to hear why we came into the space where we are. And so talking about having support on your journey, how you've been able to support women, but why do you feel it's so important? We can read about the tools, we can listen to what you're sharing, and we can take a quiz. I'm going to share that really soon. People can find out for themselves with your marvelous gift. But... Knowing is part of it. How do you see support actually help people start to move the needle?
1: You know, when I started on my journey, I chose not to have support. And that was because I didn't want to appear vulnerable or broken or incapable of things. But that's when things really started breaking down for me. I My focus was just not where I wanted it to be. My integrity was... It was intact, but I could just feel myself melting. And once I understood that other people saw it, regardless if I told them or not, that was huge. So when my team member mentioned that to me, Catherine, you better start eating. I don't know what's going on. You better start eating. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And then I told her what was going on. I was going through that divorce and it was really, really hard. Then I told my boss because my name was changing. So he needed to know because sometimes you just have to let that out. And he was very compassionate. He goes, oh my gosh, I know what you're going through. I've been through that before. And then it was that other person who was able to support me. And then as I started letting people know, I got that support. And then I didn't feel alone. I felt like I could go and ask questions or just say, you know, I'm really having a hard day. Can we go have some coffee and even just talk about nothing? (laughs) Or I just need to go for a walk so that I can breathe. And then people understood it and it was okay. Getting that support is really essential just so you know you're not alone. And getting support from people who have been there is a really great way. It's a mentorship sort of situation where, gosh, this person has been there before. They have an idea of what I'm going through. Everybody's different. So it's never the, exactly the same. But just getting that support and how do I breathe? <laughs> how do I feel into myself? Um, because we've got this big whole navigation system that we live in every day. And so many people aren't aware of that. They, don't even know how they feel, so they can't necessarily go in the right direction because they don't know which way it is that they go. So I really, that's how I help really get people into their bodies so they can use this navigation system to make better choices and then support them through whatever drama life is throwing at them. And and I think that's so helpful
0: for people to hear You know, it's another one of those things I don't think we can hear too many times because especially in leadership, especially women in their careers, we feel like we have to be just as strong as anyone else in the room. We have to always have that professional demeanor, even though life is happening. And we might not see men be as transparent, perhaps, yet. I think that it's starting to crack open. But I think in terms of of women in leadership, I think authenticity is something that's really appreciated now. We really value authenticity in this world where we feel more separate from each other. And so developing these tools is so important, but also recognizing that it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We'll toll on Brené Brown and tap into our vulnerability for a minute. Exactly.
1: Channeling.
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And so I think that's really lovely. I think that's really inspiring. And I hope that Women in particular, but anybody listening can understand that although it takes a leap, right? That first person that you told, that was a big reveal. And then to feel like you had to share with your boss because technically some things are going to change. Yeah. <laughs> but but these unexpected gifts that then we're open to right? when we're willing to accept help.
1: Exactly. And when we can become those resilient leaders in business or or corporate life, or if we have a business and we're working with teams, maybe you've got some team members underneath you or you've got team members working with you, you can be more compassionate with them when things are happening and you can be a more compassionate communicator. Gosh, Susie, I'm noticing that you've been late the last three days are you okay let's talk about what's going on with that instead of saying "Susie, you're just being uncooperative you're just sabotaging yourself and the team so just understanding realizing what you've been through as a woman leader all your bone drama dragons can help you become much more of a compassionate leader So when you're working and looking at others, you can ask a little bit more compassionate questions instead of just assuming they're being mischievous.
0: Yes, absolutely. And more more of the leadership that we need, right? Where there's more curiosity instead of assumptions and that kind of guarded perception that instantly it's with us or you're against us.
1: You know, everyone has lives. We recognize we do. We can see that other people do, too. Exactly. And you're either with us or against And, you know, that's how the world is right now. Exactly. Have you seen things change
0: over the last few years with our more remote work environments? Do you see people struggling more with the drama dragons? Because I've heard that communication is more difficult, obviously, when we're not face-to-face. We can't get the full body language reading we're not seeing people as consistently so we don't have the continuity
1: so do you see that as a point of struggle
0: over the last few years i
1: think it depends on who you are i think some people definitely because they need that more physical collaboration and mm-hmm. it can be a lot easier when you're in an office working together so for some people It has been really challenging for them because they feel isolated. The more extroverted you are, the harder it is for you to be in your office alone, right? For those of us who are more introverted, like myself, (laughs) it can even be a little bit more difficult. I enjoy the virtual world because it makes me feel a little bit more connected with people. But I still feel like you're absolutely right in this environment. It's been pretty divisive, so that's hard on some people too. But if you learn how to communicate better, even being more collaborative, if you're in a Zoom meeting with somebody, Susie, and you're noticing, gosh, Susie's been late the last few days, you don't necessarily want to call you out in the middle of the meeting, but you may, you know... Google Teams or however you communicate regularly, just say, hey, Susie, I'd really like to have a conversation with you. When do you have some time? And it's not necessarily, I'm really upset with you, Susie, we need to talk. But it's, hey, I just want to touch base with you. So there's good ways to do it. And once you understand how you're reacting to it, you can come back to those same tools that you were using when you were in a real office. Yeah, and I think that's a really
0: great point, is it kind of furthered some of our, our personalities and characteristics. I thought I was very extroverted until the pandemic, and then I realized I was pretty comfortable holding up at home and just <laughs> communicating through a screen. Long live the yoga pants. <laughs> Amen. Uh. So so thank you for that. I've had the opportunity to talk with some corporate teams. And in looking into burnout, that lack of open communication is a big contributor to burnout when we don't feel like we have that open communication. So those are some great points. Like we can still, in a Zoom meeting, find points of connection, but also we have more tools available. They've all grown exponentially. And so it's not hard to send a message when something comes to mind. It doesn't have to be time to make a very uncomfortable phone call or anything. We can just when does it work for you? When can we get together? Right. There's something that I want to talk with you about and it doesn't have to be feeling confrontational.
1: And you're using that compassion so it's that you care what's going on with that other person. Yeah. Yes.
0: And I think it's I think it's a great opportunity. I do believe that workplaces are recognizing they have to change their leadership styles Mm -hmm. because the workforce has Changed and people are looking for different things. so The great resignation or the great upgrade, whichever way you want to look at it, you know, as people were really reevaluating the work that they're doing. And I would think, too, as people become more aware of their drama dragon, as you notice those triggers, you might also start to notice how often or how easy
1: it is for those buttons to be pushed. Right. How often, who? Oh. Who's pushing those buttons? And then how can you recalibrate, like taking those breaths? And that's where the whole energy piece, you know, of my education, my experience really comes in well because we are energy. We're all energy. Susie, you and I are communicating via energetics right now, even though we're over Zoom. You know, we've got this field around us. That, like I mentioned before, people notice when things are going on. You don't have to tell them. There's some underlying current, if you will, that people can read. And when you know how that works, it's easier to present yourself better because even if Susie, let's say you're not in a good place and I'm noticing that, I can set myself up to help you succeed just by my energetics when i take that breath when i feel centered in my body that helps you take those breaths and feel centered in your body and safe enough to have those deep conversations that's really beautiful i hope
0: that's something that lands with people because i agree i definitely think we are we are all energy we are all in this no matter the miles that divide us right when we share communication space we're sharing space and that opportunity, especially for leadership to recognize that they contribute, I almost said control, and that's not right. I hope not. That's not good leadership, right? To control the energy in the room, but to contribute to energy, that's actually beneficial where people can collaborate and feel heard and seen. It's not always easy because it is this melting pot of personalities. To go back to the Zoom meeting example, the ones that are quick to unmute and jump in and the ones who are waiting for a break in the conversation. And I have an idea, but nobody's asked me yet. Right. And so they never feel heard. Whereas some are always on the mic. And so recognizing that these personalities can be exacerbated and holding space. That's right. That's leadership ninja
1: skills. There. Exactly. Exactly. And I love how you brought up that the people who are silent on the mics. You know, when you are in that leadership position and the people who are not afraid of the mic are out all the time, you can as a leader can say, gosh, Susie, I really appreciate all your contribution, but I really like to hear what Joe has to say right now. It looks like he's got something he'd like to say. And that's not rude. That's just, hey, thanks for all of your contributions, but I'd really like to hear what Joe has to say. And that's an easy conversation. It's an easy switch. Yes.
0: It takes that awareness going back to the benefit of cultivating that awareness And I think too, in leadership or not, if you're just in the office and you've got the coworkers, you've got your drama dragon dialed in, you can start to see how other people, how their dragons are at play. Having that insight can be really helpful, I would imagine, too, just to know who's at work today. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And it would be interesting if you could, okay, Susie Smoke Dragon.
0: Grumble, grumble, grumble.
1: <laughs> let's, let's dial it in a little bit, but no, you don't have to call them out quite like that unless you do the, the quiz, you know, everybody in your company, which would be so much fun. But anyway, fun. when you're noticing those different drama dragons, maybe it is Susie smoke dragon. You can really just say, Hey, you know, let's dial this in. And maybe afterwards you say, Susie, you really need to take some time for yourself. Take the <laughs> right. time off. I'd- yeah. Permission for self-care, granted. (laughs) So we've been referring
0: to it. We should let people know so they can find out for themselves. We have the Drama Dragon Quiz available. Yes. It's very own website, dramadragonquiz.com. Yes.
1: Yep. Dramadragonquiz.com. Go out and find out which drama dragon you are. It's just a fun, lighthearted way to really get in touch with that part of you. (laughs) And if you get the full report, we'll talk about what leadership type you are as well, which is very helpful for yourself uh, too. So it's just a so fun insightful. way to, to start getting connected. And where else can people find you online? Where's a good place to get connected with you, you? can go to my website, energy-pathways.com. That's my website. And you can look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook. But the best way, I think, to really start collaboration and connection is drama Awesome. I love it. And I'm such a fan of
0: learning more about ourselves. When we feel seen and understood
1: again, oh, there it comes again, that dragon of distraction. (laughs) It's a process. It's an evolution. We find out pieces of ourselves all the time. It's, It's a journey of learning ourselves and how can we best be who we are. Right. So that we can feel fulfilled in the work that we do. I think it's difficult when
0: we think, oh, I have to find my passion and my purpose and it means quitting my job. And there are things we can do. We can feel fulfilled in the work that we do. There are ways to step into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Feel grounded and centered in yourself before you quit your job because it might not be the job. However, if you feel then you need to quit your job, then listen to that guidance. Yes. Yeah. That's a powerful
0: insight, too, I think. And as spoken as one who has done many jobs. Yeah. Things follow you, right? Yeah. You can think it's the job, but when it's always the same headache, then it's time to get a little authentic. It's (laughs) not
1: the job.
0: So I love to ask, too. I love to find out from people, being that, you know, I'm passionate about stress and feeling more empowered and how we reckon with it in our lives do you have some favorites, some go-to practices when life is getting stressful or hectic so you can come back to center?
1: Yes. Of course, my most immediate one is breathing. Yes. getting that breath and centered. But then I really do like to get outside. I'm an outside person. I love to walk outside. We're here in South Carolina with a bunch of pine trees. So there's always pine cones in our yard, which Seems like just a terrible job to go out and pick out pine cones. But I like to go out in my bare feet and go out and pick up pine cones because it really just then connects me. It grounds me and it just gets me back into the right headspace when I take those moments for myself. Sounds crazy, but that's okay. I love it. F- I love it too. I love yeah. the, the sacred geometry of pine cones. There's- the spirals,
0: the order, the balance, right? It is really almost a meditation in nature. It is.
1: It really is. You're picking up those pine cones. And then I go around, my husband planted me some beautiful rose bushes. So got to cut some of those too. So just really being involved with that, the land, the pine cones, the flowers. We're on a lake. Sometimes I'll go jump in the lake, but just really getting myself back to that earth element is pretty important for me.
0: Yeah, especially when we spend so much time at work in an office on the computer, it's easy to get ungrounded. So, earthing really is a beautiful practice. I love that one myself too. Marvelous. Is there anything we didn't cover today? I know we could go any direction for miles and miles. I know.
1: <laughs> no, I would just lead the audience with the fact you don't have to do it on your own. Get to know your drama dragons. Take those deep breaths, feel yourself grounded into that earth. And I look forward to connecting with you in some way soon. Beautiful. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you for sharing your insights and inspiration and permission to embrace all the sides of ourselves, even the the smoky (laughs) one. Thank you, Susie. Thank you so much. Take good care. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.